Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I got Philip Morley and Ramon Valdez again with me. It's uh, It's been a while. How you guys doing? Good. Well, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no podcast. No pod. No, yeah. no, no hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, getting back into it. We've um, took a hiatus, I, I guess, for a little bit longer than what we kind of anticipated. But um, we were having problems with audio and that, and I think we've got that figured out. We started off with a what some platform. I don't even know what the heck you call this. Um, where we're yeah, pay- pla- pay- podcast platform. Podcast platform where we're they're doing the recording and that. Um, and we got some microphones and some headphones and geez we're all we're all kinds of growing up here <laughs> not, not quite said that not yet. quite yeah now we, now we don't have any excuses for bad sound i know right still be so, bad bad content but bad, maybe better sound better sound. <laughs> yeah it's been since we had pete galbert on Right, so that yeah. was April. What was that? That was that was back in in April. We tried doing we we did another um, episode after that, but the audio just all went to just yeah, totally went to crap, and and kind of threw our hands in the air and and said we'll figure this out later, and here we are. So yeah, that was exciting. And this is the first time we actually all get to see each other. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. But yeah, we can we, <laughs> we we can see each other on this on this platform, um, and it sounds like we'll be able to possibly uh, record the the video along with the audio. We're just doing the audio right now, but I, yeah. I think we'll be able to do the um, the video also, and then we'll have to figure out you know how that whole thing works. But um, at least the audio seems to be in in pretty decent shape. The tests that we've done have sounded good. Ho- hopefully, this sounds good. So that could actually work out for <clears throat> the listener instead of just watching our dumb faces while we're talking. We could actually be maybe in the shop showing a jig or some some process yeah. or something. Right. Ben's in his shop now. I'm in my office, so I am working on getting um, a Wi-Fi um, booster thing, right, right, so right. I can get better Wi-Fi out in my shop. So yeah, my I probably won't be able to do the shop because I have Amanda working. Um, oh. Yeah, so unless still, unless, I mean, unless we could, do it in the evening. Yeah, you could still bring in that. something, some fixture, yeah, abs- something and say, this is what yep. I'm talking about. So yeah, if you, there could no, be some advantages there. Yeah, absolutely. And and even, um, yeah, no, like print stuff out, whatever it needs to be, but it could be a, a good option for us. So cool. Yeah, it helps just sometimes if you've got something that that even that you're working on that, that you can show to – to everybody else on the, um, even if I had something and I showed it to you know you two, um, you can better describe what you're seeing maybe than what I can than what I can describe right, because right. I I you can. S- I think you do a really good job with your finger pointing at it. That's true. That's true. So so maybe that's probably. maybe that's what's needed. Huh? <laughs> just need a just need a It'd finger cam. Your- <laughs> I got a finger, finger cam for you, Phil. <laughs> right. Guess which finger it's on. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it is really nice to to be back and chat with you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a crazy crazy time. So <laughs> it's nice yeah. to have a little more I, normalcy back. Yeah. What yeah. what what happened? I mean, I mean, this last last year. I mean, not a whole lot. You know, oh, there was man. there was something. <laughs> there was stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just, just you know the, what's just the normal is- thing. I actually had a really good year. Um, well, 20, most furniture makers did. Twenty twenty was pretty good. Yeah, that's be, it's probably because we didn't have anything else to do but work. Right, <laughs> just stay home and. Well, it, it's a weird thing. Every furniture maker I know, they had their best year, including myself. Um, and you, you feel a little guilty about that um, when up so many people have just totally got screwed. But mm-hmm. you know, we work for ourselves, and a lot of people. A home who still are getting paid and wanting to make their home office or make you know do projects that they've been putting off for a long time. So um, I know a lot of guys doing a lot of uh, built-in cabinets have just been crazy busy. So yeah, um, it's been it's been good and ha- allows me to hire Amanda. So that's good. Um, it, so she's, it, full she's full time. time. Yeah. yeah, full time. That's awesome. Yeah, why don't why don't we just go go into the some of the things that have gone on in the last couple of months? You 
you know, Amanda would be a, <clears throat> would be a good place yeah. to start. Yeah. Um, man, I'll tell you, everything seems such a, a blur to me. Uh, it's just been a really crazy time, but yeah, Amanda's, Amanda's full time. She was, she started part time, you know, she'd been working for me for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with all this, with COVID and everything else going on, um, she was kind of working three or four different jobs. So she was just going crazy. And so I finally, um, at the time, I didn't know if I was going to have work. I just said, you know what? Just just come out and I'll hire you full time. Um, and the nice thing with that is, is that, uh, and it sounds a little mean, but I mean, if, if she had kids and everything else and a mortgage and this, that, like, that would make it really difficult for me to even think about doing because I don't want her to all of a sudden be dependent on me and it's like hey this isn't working out because i can't i can't bring in enough work for us um so she's kind of perfect candidate right she has a fiance they have an apartment um they're both artists so i feel kind of bad for them but (laughs) um but it gave her a stable job and and that's how we approached it i was like if you're cool with just coming out let's see what the hell happens um it might be six months i'm like hey I can only do part time. Um, it, it, it may go on for several years. I have no idea. So, so far, so far, so good. Um, and it's been really nice having her in the shop. Makes me better in the shop because mm-hmm. I have to be way more organized. That's right. You have to be in front of <clears throat> both of you now. Yeah, yeah. Thinking and ahead. Got, yeah, and it, and it 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 kind of motivates me too. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been really good. Um, we're still. Not taking on more work. Like I told her, if it comes to a point where we're taking on work I don't want to do because I have to pay you, that's also not going to kind of work out for me. Um, it's got to be work we want to do. So it started out with her building basically not really prototypes, but new designs that I've had for a while. And so coffee table and different designs. So she's been doing that. And then it kind of just fed into okay we you know we have a lot of work so she does a lot of the prep the mill work and and stuff and then she's kind of taking on more responsibilities and um and i'm there we're both working on it but then i kind of set her loose on it and i continue working on the piece so that's awesome um, and yeah so good she's been part-time with you for quite a while though as well right? i'm really bad with dates i would you know i was just several years but Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, on but yeah, for- yeah, on and off. Mm. Um, and then I've known her for a long time, right? So that's the that's the deal. When you have someone work for you, you know, you, you see them almost more than your wife. So you gotta you gotta be able to get along with them. Um, and she's got a great attitude, um, you know. So it's a uh, it works out well. She and she so with the whole deal is so she works full time with me. Um, she does four day week. Because there is travel involved. Um, uh, she's she, yeah, it's forty five minutes each way, um, and that gets pretty tiring. So she does ten hour days. Um, well, now she has a podcast to listen to on her commute. On her commute, <laughs> I'm going to require it. <laughs> just just, um, just, just require what she just what she gonna, wants after ten hours of it. Yeah, yeah no, more of me, it. She does, she does not want to have my jokes or yeah. But you, gonna, um, you can quiz her. <laughs> so what did Ben say at eight minutes and fifty five seconds? Um, so yeah, so so she's she's that, but basically that like gives her Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to work on her projects. And so Panerauda, um, which we'll be talking more about them later, they um, sent her out one, which I think is super cool. Uh, so she's been learning that machine, and it makes it where. Even if, um, say, there was a bit of a COVID scare or something that happens where she she can't come to my shop, um, which is a nice thing too. Just say like she's very much kind of like me. We don't really see anyone else, um, and so if that were to happen, she can work on projects with the Panerauda in her shop because we're pretty much doing the same in my shop. So it's kind of it's it's nice to have that fluency uh, with the machinery. Um, so she takes on a couple of little projects and then working on some of her own designs. Um, and then she teaches with me, you know, as, uh, hopefully she's going to be with you for many years, but she's going to teach with me once a year. That's really killer. So she's working with you. So you guys know each other really well and then teaching together. I bet that that worked out. 
Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> just the second year she's done that with me, um, and it's the uh, school of uh, Florida, Florida School of Woodwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate uh, Swan, she's an amazing person, woodworker, director of the school, and so she it, it she wants to eventually teach, right? So that's the whole deal too. Oh, and so yeah. this is kind of help her uh, kind of get out of her comfort zone, and so I, I'll set aside a certain task and have her lead the class and teach it and um so yeah it's it's good by the end of it though she's probably like doesn't want to see me at all because you know and we we all went the whole family went but you know kate put us up in a nice house and uh, so it's a little bit crazy but but yeah it's it's been it's been really good Um, i'm always amazed how much work you guys get done in that amount of time with a lot of people that are probably Man. either in, intermediate or beginner but still it's a lot of work to get uh, done it it is it's a it's a lot um you know that class was a great class but i was whooped and amanda ask amanda, amanda was whooped <laughs> she's like oh my god like i don't think i've ever worked so hard uh, it's just mentally challenging too mm-hmm. um but it, it, yeah it's we got got a lot done i'm gonna teach that again probably but i will change things up there's no way i'm doing knife hinges and it oh. it, it wasn't meant to be knife hinges but <laughs> kate took a video clip of that cabinet that I did with knife hinges and posted it. <laughs> and then people were like, oh, awesome. I want to. I've been wanting to learn hinges. that. <laughs> and so I, I babied everyone <clears throat> through that. It was just because yeah, at that point, it's like you set them loose with a router. There's no jigs, it's just routers and a fence. And uh, oh man, it was a freaking nightmare. It, it was good, oh, but it was not, a lot. It's not that big a deal. You just use the adjusters on those knife hinges, just like they have, they have a lot you know? of adjustments. And it was all it was it was all overlaid too, wasn't it? Oh god, oh. yeah. <laughs> inset, well, one side inset, yeah. Wait, one, two, three sides inset. Ah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot, to, a lot to ask. Uh, well, and you guys, yeah, you were doing that instead of doing hinges and a and a, um, what's strip. the hinge strip? I couldn't think yeah. of that term. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a heck of a lot more forgiving. Yeah, uh, that, and that's so I taught that class at the Austin School, uh, not School of Furniture, at the uh, Community College here in, in in Austin, and it was a hinge strip. Yeah, we. I mean, we did a hinge strip. There's no way I was doing a knife hinge. Um, but right. then when I finished one of those cabinets, I wanted knife hinges. And that's the case that got donated or raffled off or whatever. Um, yeah. So. That's a, those, are, those are different tolerances, though, because you screw up. Oh, a, man. You screw up a hinge strip, you just toss it out and you grab another that's one. That's the whole but, point of a hinge strip, right? right. Like, I, I don't like the look of hinge strips necessarily, but I get the convenience of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and, and they've, they're, they're, it, it all depends on the piece. I mean, there's yes. plenty of pieces yeah. that a hinge strip looks, looks wonderful good. on. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like the piece I'm doing now, because the divider, the hinge side goes all the way down to the drawer. It's if you put a hinge strip, it pushes that out. And it does. It just doesn't line up, and I don't like. I don't like that. So that just got mortised in, you know. And that's a class I teach too. It's the little wall cabinet with the curved sides. Yeah. With with all the dowels. That with all the dowels that you're doing wrong. Always, always doing wrong, and you should be doing tenons. <laughs> or you should use a domino because nothing else will be satisfactory. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you you hear, you know, there's there's different. Uh, there's pros and cons to everything and dowels is a good example if you see a dowel in a chair that fails then people can say oh well you know i don't use dowels because they shrink tangential tangentially and they can cause problems well that's that one situation yep but for what you're doing i mean that is just strong and efficient right right yeah and it's yes that's that's exactly it's uh it it depends on the application. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I do. Yeah, I, don't, I have I, many tools to do many I different things. I don't. I don't. I don't like them. I don't like yeah. them. They remind. They remind me of that Krenoff guy. I don't like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that Krenoff guy. That yeah, Krenoff good enough guy? for Krenoff. They're good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, and that classic thing that they teach at at the College of the Redwoods or the the Krenoff School now, where they use the little. You know, you, you've got a strip and it's got the holes in it, and you attach it, Stick and you it. drill going that way, and you 
attach it going yeah. the other way and super and efficient. Just, yeah, and it's it's a it's a super and efficient a, great way to teach too. It's a great way to teach because it's all about reference faces. You know, and and mm-hmm. that and they always screw it up. You know, it's like no matter what you tell them, remember Definitely when you got dividers and stuff in place, right? So it's like, okay, so this is going to go down this way and be drilled, but then it just goes straight up and then rotate the whole thing and then drill it. De- definitely if it's like asymmetrical and stuff, which this cabinet was, and they end up doing it totally wrong. And it's like, ah. <laughs> so, well, you got holes there now, so you're going to have to plug those. <laughs> or put and a try liner. Again. You know, I told one guy, I said, look, here's what I would do. Finish it out. Don't worry about it, and then put a liner in later on. Yeah, you know, do like a really cover light it. wood liner and just all the way around, and it will cover it and it look intentional. And but yeah, no, it's it's a great great way to do it for certain things. And and in that case too, where it's um, it's it's long grain to end grain, and to me, that's stronger than you put in little dominoes that are <coughs> that are parallel with the side because now it's all the glue surface face is end grain so it's long grain to end grain unless you come up with a really easy and efficient way to make them perpendicular to the side that's what you want and now they're tiny they're like five apes if that five apes by by and if they're that small then they're going to be shallow in depth yeah 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 so it's just it's 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 like you said application Mm mm-hmm well, very cool. Yeah, so that's kind of it for me. I mean, there's been a whole lot. There's been a whole lot more. Nothing but, else. Oh, there's, there's, I don't want to bore you. There's, there's, there's a whole lot. I'm getting a, I'm getting a white belt sander. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I heard about that. That's awesome. Yeah, getting that. When power, is that? Paramatic. When is that going to be coming? I think March. No, like that's the one. That's the same one that Craig yeah. Thibodeau has. Yeah, that's why I'm model. getting it. Yeah, I just want to. I want to be like Craig. You know, I don't blame you. We all do. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and you, and you got. I don't think that's going to help, though. <laughs> <laughs> and you got that. You got that through my friend Bryce Strasser, just like yes. Craig did. Who, yep. Who was, uh, was awesome. my my tool rep guy? But, you know, he's, um, yeah, he's he's a super cool guy. Yeah. So, and, what size and model is that? So I don't know the model. I can't remember the model, but it's the sixteen thirty two. So it's an open end one. Okay. And so the, sort of the reason. I went down this path was I, I was looking at a used one and the more I went into it and I spoke with Ben and Ben, you know, kind of pointed out, you know, he's like, by the time you, you spend that money on that and then you have to get a rotary phase converter, you know, and just all this stuff. And then the size of it, it was too, it was big. I just decided, I was like, man, I, I don't want to do that. So I remember Ben hooked up um, Craig with, with this contact and you know, open end anything always kind of bothered me, and I used one back in Florida. But at that point in my in my journey, I wasn't probably as uh, as aware of things, so I, I don't remember it being a problem. But I also probably wasn't paying as much attention as I do now. And so I figured if Craig freaking uses it, it's got to be good. So <laughs> it's got to be good. Yeah, I called him up, and he kind of convinced me. Craig, Craig I like his his kind of mindset um you know and it's kind of similar to mine and, and a lot of us like we just want a tool to work we want to plug it in and go That's like right. i don't have time to <clears throat> spend fine-tuning up a tool so he kind of told me he goes man you can buy a used one and you're probably gonna have to deal you know f- work on it repair it get frustrated with it and then you're gonna need a phase converter and then the air demand on it's a lot and all this stuff and he, he said this guy single phase just plugged it Plug in and play and, and went and he said it's freaking fantastic so yeah and it's and it's a decent size too it's not gonna it's not some monster in your yes. shop yeah well what's, that was it too the size yeah what's the what's did the you, did you keep a drum? Print? um so did you keep ahead. the drum sander sorry i i still have the drum sander i was thinking about selling that um and then craig kind of said he still uses that like for kind of quick Dirty type, you know, veneer shops on veneer work, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I would like to get rid of it because that thing's huge. Like the footprint on that thing is is big. It's got that spider frame. You know, we ha- we had an old. I don't, somebody had said, had 
you know, refurbished it and I don't remember what the brand was, but it was old and it was a three phase. And I believe it was only f- some odd size, like 14 or 15 inches wide, open end drum sander or a right. wide belt. <clears throat> and, um, but it was actually a drum. It had a big, oh. big drum. Oh, wow. Weird. But it was open end and it, it was probably 40s or 50s old, three phase. Oh. That thing was a beast and it was accurate. I mean, you could run a part through that was wider than the roller, flip it around, and right. the overlap was negligible. I mean, it was. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it can be pretty good. And, you know, for the ch- time you're actually going to do that, it's, you know, if if my work required I needed a wider one 80% of the time, I would get a wider one. Mm-hmm. But I would probably use like that whole flip around thing maybe like two times a year. You know, so it's just nice to have the option. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. So you might um, explain real quick oh, why, uh, something with a platen versus a drum sander or something with a roller. Right. Well, and so you can get you can get wire belts without platens, uh, mm-hmm. but I, for what I'm doing, I don't. I wouldn't do that. So I have a double head drum sander right now. And I know there are people out there that will change out the grits and do finer grits and stuff and go through grits. It's such a freaking hassle to me. So all I have is 80 or 60 and 80 grit or something like that. It might be 80 and 100. And all I use it for is shop sawn veneer. So 332nd veneer coming right off the bandsaw. Mm-hmm. No no going back and forth between the joint and the bandsaw, right? Just just coming off the bandsaw and then going straight to that and, and just getting it cleaned up quick. But you have to baby it. You, the surface area, it's a beast. It will take it through and it will grind it down, but it will destroy your sandpaper. And so the surface area of the sandpaper, you know, it's only a five-inch drum. They it's love just, pine too. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, it'll get pitched up like crazy. So, I mean, it's just like it gets it done. It can be very accurate. It worked great, you know, for many years. Uh, but the it's not a Y-belt sander, you know, and it's not the Custer's and either. So the wire belt sander for me, you know, it's a it's a not even a bigger surface area, like not a it's not it's smaller than my I think I had a twenty five inch mm-hmm. drum sander, but the surface area that you're cutting with it's it's a belt. It's not just sandpaper wrapped around a drum. It's a belt that's going around whatever you'd call that pulleys or not pulleys but you know yeah so and it's, and, it's a, and it's allowed to cool off a little bit and yeah it, you're using mm-hmm. it and there's a heck of a lot more paper there oh um, and it oscillates you know. yeah yeah and it, it oscillates, oscillates. yeah yeah and then with the platen it's skid stuff super flat see that's what i think that that's the magic that's the diff that's the big difference right that's the key difference is the platen yeah i don't a white I don't, belt i don't agree <laughs> he doesn't why, have he doesn't have a plan that's why i love belt sanders yeah because they have a platen you can sand yeah, flat if, if you get if you get those <laughs> so the, the the big thing that i was after with the with the wide belt that i got was it having a steel front drum right that was like the big thing because that thing does not deflect so mm-hmm. you can you can sand without a platen but if you have a steel front drum because the problem is, is like the the ones that are the rubber, you know, the vulcanized rubber drums, and the same thing can mm-hmm. happen with a with a platen. And they make they make those platens in different mm, durometers, whatever the heck hardnesses. The, the, the issue can be that um, that at the at the outer edges you can get some dubbing um, with the like the rubber. Does that make sense? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Where with yep. the where with a steel drum and and a and a platen, you know, a, one of the one of the harder platens, you, you're less likely to get that. Right. Yeah, I was going to say dubbing. with the steel drum, you're still using the platen, right? No, I I I won't. I'll just use just just the drum. And I, on your I, drum, you, you can take the platen the, out. And on your drum, like the surface you're getting, is it a a really like almost go to spray surface you can get with a steel drum? It would show. Yeah, it, it would show up as as being cylindrical, right? I mean, you would see um, like mill marks, not mill marks, but do you see the the one I used, the SAMI that had a steel drum? If the reason we had to use the plan is because the steel drum would leave 
like not mill marks. It would leave, you could see a mark. Yeah, I think th- I think that has more to do with your seam on your paper because oh, really? we, we had that. Huh. We had that at the shop that I worked at before, and it was like the, like we would use like the 3M paper, and we would use some Klingspore paper. We ended up finding this Hermes paper, and the seams on that, it, it was it was like a chatter, and yeah. and we found that it wasn't we, much, but you yeah, could see it, yeah. But we found that when we went to that when we went to that Hermes <clears> paper, that we didn't we didn't have the issue anymore, and it was a th- it was thicker. It was I don't know, right, right, that's, right, and that's what I've. That's what I have used until until now. I just you know I I picked up a friend's um, a good friend who who passed away. Um, I picked up his wide belt sander. I had an SEM before, and it it was a dual drum, but it didn't have a <clears throat> it didn't have a platen in it. It was just a steel and then a, a vulcanized right. rubber rear. Um, but uh, I swapped that out and and. Um, this is a a, a bootfren um wide belt and it's got a it's just a single it's a single head it's got a platen um and it has a steel front drum and it, it works right, right. works fantastic it's a beautiful machine will you will you go like two two twenty and then spray off of that or are you still taking it to i don't i don't ever go two twenty i mean i go like right. i go like one twenty and then so, so that's the thing I'll, for us was when you went to the finer grit. It, and it could have been a sandpaper, but yeah. that's where the platen came in. Sure, for that us. makes that makes total yeah. sense. And you wouldn't be. Yeah. You, and that's it, what Craig's doing. And that Craig, and Craig goes through, and then he just moves the platen a couple yeah, thousandths, yeah, and then it kits us again. And that and that makes total sense because you're not. I mean, you're not like sanding veneers or laminate skins where where then you're going to do laminations, and all of a sudden that little dubbed edge is going to. You're going to have two of them going together, and they're going to cause a. a gap you know right. for the most part mm-hmm. when i'm when i'm doing stuff like that it's it's um you know it's a, a shops on veneer mm-hmm. stuff like that that i'm going to end up gluing down but you right. know otherwise i mean if it if you get like a, a thousandth or two dubbing on the outer edge unfinished you know finish yeah. work who, that, that, big of a that does not matter <laughs> right. in, in right. fact that's probably something that is you know beneficial it's not going to be so sharp on the corner um, right. I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's probably more talk than we probably want to go into on life belt sanders. Complex, starting off strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, <laughs> San- great. Talk, talking, about, talking about stuff that's real relative to everybody. Um, <laughs> I kind of how, forgot we were on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> how, how how wide how wide is that unit that you got? I don't even know what, what the, unit. The, the the power I we said I, I know we said I just, was done I, but that was the thing I wanted to know how wide was that it's I, I know it's open ended I think it's like forty inches is what you can get out of it wait what do you mean I'm, I'm talking like, about the sanding belt oh oh sorry I, I thought you meant how the footprint um sixteen six sixteen of uh, seventeen seventeen inches mm. I think it grew an inch. There yeah, <laughs> it was sixteen. It was sixteen. Well, I think they call it sixteen thirty-two, but the belt is actually seventeen. Yeah, because it oscillates back and forth, I'm right? Guessing, and that's what. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. <clears throat> well, cool. Ramon, I what do you don't, What have you been up to? I'm Domino still using plates, the belt sander. <laughs> Domino, <laughs> Domino docks. Oh my gosh, the Domino, Domino docks. L, whatever the heck. No, we're called. calling those the Domino deck. Deck. So the Domino deck is uh, this ninety degree fixture, and I, I made one because I needed one. <clears throat> right. I needed one. I was doing something. I'm like, I need this thing to be stable, where I can clamp it. There's a couple of machined holes on the bottom of the XL700 or the DF, and I made a plate. I had some aluminum just hanging around, and I actually had to mill at ninety degrees. I and I always love using my dad's bridge port. My dad was a machinist, so he has a. Uh, a milling machine, so and cool. I don't know what I'm doing on it, but any excuse I have to use that machine, just as long as you don't crash it, is what my older brother said. I'm like, no, I'm not going to crash it. It's because it has power feed and everything. Nice. Um, so I milled it 90 degrees. I'm like, man, this thing is awesome. And I posted about it, and people are like, I want one, I want one. I They've been selling like crazy, so I'm selling <laughs> so Domino long. decks now. And now people are buying a Domino dock and a Domino deck. They're shipping out oh, together. So... It's uh, man, that's awesome. That's it's super- weird how you think, God, you know, I don't know what this will do. I'm not really, I didn't really plan right, on it right, selling. Right. It just right. happened. Well, um, and, and it's it's way 
I mean, it's a nice one. Like, I, I think I teased you back then. I was like, bro, you know, they sell that, right? But they it's like do. a. And see, it's I didn't like a, know that. But it's a plastic. Like, I have one, and it's like a little plastic thing with maybe an inch That's and what a my quarter. Buddy said. Actually, yeah. he, he's the guy that came and visited you, Kevin Kelly. Okay. He brought his over, and he goes, This is the one that they, they have. I'm like, So you're, you know, mine is huge. Yeah. Robust and solid. So. Super cool. Yeah. And Man, that's really cool. A guy, Nathan, I can't remember, I think Tree on the Hill Workshop or something like that. I'll probably goof that up. But anyway, he suggested, because I was sending out the little machine screws, little five millimeter screws that you had to go through the anguish of using a Allen wrench to attach it. Uh, he said, man, you should sell those with uh, thumb screws. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to keep the cost down. But I did. I found thumb screws. So I could buy a bunch stuff. of them. So they're all going out with thumb screws now. So. Nice. And so now it's just, you know, we're all about convenience, right? Quick and easy, take it on yeah. and off. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, Absolutely. that was um, the big thing for me, actually, this was last year, was my Tricks of the Trade ebook that was in oh, yeah. September. Finally launched that. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty, doing pretty good, Tricks of the Trade. So it's just uh, essentially an ebook. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but it has video incorporated into um, each trick. So there's 25 tricks per volume. This is the first volume. It's the only volume that's out, but I got other ones ready to come out soon. And within that tip is a short paragraph describing, explaining this, you know, whatever I'm doing, uh, woodworking related. And then it has an accompanying uh, short video so you can really see exactly what I'm talking about. And um, I got really good feedback from a lot of a lot of guys that have been in the business a long time. Like, man, I've been doing this 30, 40 years or whatever, and um, you got some really unique ideas. So I'm excited <clears throat> about that. That's really cool. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Absolutely. And you got your and you got the bedroom set. Oh and yeah. You did that? You did the that? The bedroom set was in. I think I delivered that right when COVID was just getting crazy. Just in the nick of time, and then um, that that cool um, uh, the cool cabinet with the like the the vase marquetry on it. Oh where the, man, where that the, was a fun project. Where the I, where the, the I love how the the um, the stems go through the divider, go through the the styles. That's, you know what? Yeah. That's funny. Is uh, I had a lot of people saying they really liked the the basic simple design, and it looked simple, but that was way more challenging than <laughs> yeah. something that. Because it was case, just a right? silhouette, you know. There's no right. room for error, yeah. and those stems, they taper from you know from coming out of the vase, and they taper smaller and smaller. That is challenging to do by hand. Um, you know, if it was a CNC, it would be all perfect, and I wanted it to be perfect. And I was trying to think of ways to make this swivel on my scroll saw with a little pin where I could swivel it through the blade so the cuts would be. Then I thought, <sighs> you know what? I don't know. That'll be if it comes out too perfect, then it'll look like. Well, it still looks like a machine did it, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal but, right the, there. The Valdez machine. <laughs> but it's it was like it was a, it, it was a fun job. It was uh and the customer was awesome because she just basically gave me dimension parameters right. and she needed uh two little drawers for remote controls and she said she didn't really want them to too visible. And a couple of drawers on the other side for some small blankets and she said the rest nice. is and some kind of design. She liked marquetry. She liked some of my, but she said just simple. So yeah, that's cool. It's uh, so marquetry and and um, and inlay, right? Is yeah. That, is that how what you ended up doing? It is marquetry on the panels of the doors, and then and then the inlay. And um, I had done that style once before a long time ago, and um, I think I had used solid wood, and I didn't like that. I had to leave enough room so that panel could expand. Can mm-hmm. contract seasonally, and that little gap around there, I made it um, three thirty seconds. So, because I wanted you to be able to see in there, and it was you could see solid wood within that little shadow line all the way around. But it was basically made with Baltic birch plywood, and then and then solid wood um, inlaid inlaid in a rabbit. dado or a rabbit, yeah. And then um, so that thing was glued in solid. It's not going to change that that little. Beautiful little right. uh, shadow line is going to stay year round, and that's yep. what I was after. 
I'm a big fan of the shadow. Uh, shadow especially with, uh, with the marketry and all that, you know, that stuff had to line up. And I ended up putting leg levelers on the bottom of that because those doors with the marketry going across, you know, just a slight difference in those doors moving, it, it gets off. And so I put <clears> leg levelers and I really didn't think it would be too, too big of a deal. Um, so when I delivered the piece, I was telling them about the leg levelers and sure enough, they ended up moving it. Well, when you have a piece of furniture that has leg levelers and they're adjusted like accurately, I know that sounds funny, but for these doors to line up, those leg levelers had to be adjusted accurately. Well, when they moved it, they had to move it to hook up a lamp or something. And when you move a piece of furniture that has leg levelers, sometimes they can rotate, <laughs> you know, one or two. Yeah. And so she called me and said, we cannot figure out how to adjust these doors, you know, with the leg levelers. And so I went over there and a couple of turns, boom, it was done. So nice. uh, leg levelers on everything. Just just rack the piece a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Just rack yeah, yeah. it. Just like, put things, a, put, it's like put taking a up co- coasters under it. You just, <laughs> you just go over there with a pipe clamp and freaking squeeze it from corner to there corner. And <laughs> <laughs> That's why you leave them a stack of your business cards. That's you right. Know? I left them a stack of yours for that. <laughs> I, I use Matt Kenny's. <laughs> I told him, what was it? I did. I was scraping. I was using a scraper, and my, you know, your fingers are getting, you know, burnt. And I was like, man, where's that magnet? Like, I used to have a magnet I'd put on it, and I couldn't find that. And I look over, and his business card was just like winking at me. And I was like, all right. So I, I did a story. I was like. Super cool, Matt just came out with these little magnet scraper card thing. And people, I was joking, and people were like, man, that's really cool. And, I you know, to ask me, like, how do you get them? And like, <laughs> You should ask yeah. him if he could make his business cards in different thicknesses for right. for shimming. <laughs> for shimming. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah that's so, cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun project. So I, I got a wine cabinet to do for him now. What's that going to be? Is it going to be for storing wine or the wine glasses? Both. Nice. They have uh, some IKEA cabinet that uh, she likes the style, and the style is actually kind of cool. Uh, but she just wants something, you know, really quality and kind of um, to integrate with the other piece, but not exactly match. So, All right. nice. I. Cool. I've got right. that. That that will probably be months down the road. I I need to finish our dining room table. Right now, I'm working on some. They're really speaker covers, but I'm making them to where they're like end tables for a, for a guy up in Colorado, and so they're just kind of a U shape, an upside down U shape. They go over these speakers, but I told him, you know, um, one of these days you should let me design these where. These could be tables because one of these days your speakers might go away and then, you know, if they were exclusive for for those speakers and then you can't use them for anything else. So they're going to be like tables, but um, they're going to have like these panels and I want the panels to look like they go all the way through the top, like a tenon up at the top, but it's all going to be done in veneer. So I found some crazy end grain veneer. It's actually like a, it looks like a stump, but it's. A, right. It's a veneer. I got it from Certainly Wood. Certainly Wood, yeah. Uh, they were telling me about it, and it's, it has this backer on it. So, um, yeah, it'll uh, it'll, it'll look yeah. different. It's going to be different. It. Yeah. It's going to be Wenge and Oak. It's going to be... Oh, wow. Yeah, so I haven't really shown much of that yet, but that's been going on. And, and YouTube, I finally got on YouTube. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't have anything to do, so I thought, eh, I should... <laughs> Did it? Oh man, YouTube is so time consuming. Yep. I'm just learning, so uh, I got a lot to learn. But I'm having a having a blast, and I can I can post longer, more tutorial type videos on there. I've got a big list of people that are requesting certain processes or whatever. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Getting so. all fancy with your your videos now. It's like the logos and stuff. Like oh yeah doing stuff i'm like what the heck a buddy of mine made those intros and outros for me of course i got somebody on youtube saying hey uh ditch the ditch the intro man we <laughs> youtube's you know. brutal man you know they, you, uh, you know like, how it is trying to please people 
Oh god, you but like, like YouTube's a whole other beast. I have a guy that follows me. Like I, again, I don't really post much on YouTube, but uh, his his account is called "It's My Opinion." Oh, nice. And so, yeah, I love it, man. Like he, I miss it when he's not like trolling me. And so he'd be gone for a while. I'm like, what the heck? I, I'm checking in to see if he's trolling me. And sure enough, he'd be back. And he'd be like, one comment was, man, I thought Mark Spagnola was the most arrogant woodworker out there until I came across your video. <laughs> and so I, said, I screenshot it and sent it to Mark. And I was like, does this mean I finally made it in life? <laughs> so what was it in reference to? Just a video. I don't know. Like, I just did a video. And he's like, God dang, you're arrogant. You think you're so good. And I'm like, I don't think. That's awesome. I, I am. <laughs> I've earned this arrogance. Which, by the way. I'm a snarky video, Brit. <laughs> my video is out. The Wood Whisperer Guild, the second project, the lounge chair class. Oh, that's right. And it's nice. been yeah, it's an awesome, awesome video. So if 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 people are listening and have already got it, thank you. I appreciate it. That's uh yeah, it's good, 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 good. Yeah, we should that- be doing all these announcements like you know, ten podcasts in because we're only gonna have like three listeners on this particular episode. You know, <laughs> know that, right? right? <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. People are giving up on us. So How about you, Ben? Ben well, um, window work did did a, a large window project this last summer that uh, my friend Randy Weber, um, you know, was kind enough to bring me along on. That was a that was the big summer summer project we did. Oh, storm windows for um, Fort Robinson in Nebraska, which is a mm. cavalry fort, um, and it's a you know it's a historical site, um, and we we. It was forty some, forty some odd storm windows that were seven foot by forty some inches, something like that. Um, so that was the that was the big, you know, the big project, you know, and 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 the you know the income source um, for the for the summer. That's kind of one of the you know some of the things that I you know look to do is try to try to have like the big you know a big project a season would be what i'd like to do moving forward we've got another one coming up where randy and i are are going to be working again um it's going to be on a on a grain mill building um like a where they they ground um grain into flour that's going to be down in neely nebraska randy's kind of hooked up with the with the state of nebraska and we're we're just gonna kind of keep doing some of these projects so that was um, you know, that was the the big project. And then I had other, other smaller projects here and there, um, doing stuff and, and then picked up some, uh, I guess the other big things were, were picked up some new equipment for the shop. Um, like, like I had said, my, my good friend, Kurt Svarsted had, had, um, who was a super talented woodworker, good friend, um, mm-hmm. and, and passed away. Um, which was, uh, you know, uh, sad, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I was able to pick up some, um, uh, pick, picked up a, a few pieces of equipment from, from him. Um, and then this, uh, uh this fall, uh, had been looking to get a, a sliding table saw and was able to get a, a, a new slider or new to me slider. Uh, Phil was nice enough to go over uh to the guy's place in austin it was something i found on the yeah. on the wood web man that guy was cool it was crazy like his his shop was tiny and he had that big ass slider in there you know but all he did was cabinets so it's like a slider and a big ass edge bander and that was that was almost it <laughs> it okay. was just it's like dang yeah it was yeah. A, it was it, it was a three-year-old machine so it wasn't and it was a one-man shop it was just what i was looking for and it was a yeah it's a a full-size unit um scm scmi i guess uh unit uh, 10 foot stroke uh but it was all manual that, and that was what i was after um because bef- a couple of the ones that i had looked at before i looked at, i had looked at a oh i was pretty hot and heavy on a on an altendorf um 
uh, Elmo is what they call it. Uh, which why you didn't get that one? I, I am glad that I that I didn't do that. It was it was an electronic You're beat up too. Right? Well, it it had been used in a factory setting, so right. it was one not picture. a it was not a one man shop. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was and, that, and this one man shop. That guy was particular about his machines right right which is just exactly what i want to get you know get one from so um and just the uh, the altendorf the electronics just scared the scared me um because it was because everything's electronic on it you know the fence moves electronically the blade tilts electronically the the blade raises and lowers electronically the the scoring crazy the scoring unit adjusts electronically everything's electronically on those units and i mean they're wonderful until something goes wrong and then they're and then and then you're then you're you know or yeah and then you're getting something from you know from from altendorf for a a 20 year old machine and and it just it takes forever too even with the semi like their their little controller boxes on it the switches are crazy (laughs) <laughs> it's like dang it just it's it, the electronic part of it you know it was cool um but you know i i don't have a problem with the manual you know i, uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm a you know a small small shop i i mean that i'm not i'm not cranking cabinets out where the efficiency of the electronics suddenly makes sense it it it, it doesn't make sense for me and then i right. i also figured the nice thing about you know, picking up these, you know, a manual machine is, is you can get like a, in the future, if I, if I feel like it's necessary, I can, I can pick up a, a tiger stop, yeah. you know, and have, and have an electronic. He had, he had one. Right. On, he had it on there. Yeah. Right. And he was going to yeah. put it on the next unit that he, that he yeah. got. So he showed, he showed me that, man. That thing's cool. Yeah. And it's, and that way you could have a, you can have an electronic fence but you still have a manual backup, so you right. know if worse came to worse and something went wrong with it, you could always put the the manual fence back on it and right, and right, right. get yourself through. But man, if you're talking about getting something that it's just <clears throat> straight up like <clears throat> straight up electronic, yeah, yeah, you're just we can't raise the blade. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it could be something squat. Can't yeah. be something. Could be something goofy like that. I, I've known of a shop that. You know, the, the only thing that was wrong with the saw was is that it wouldn't, the blade wouldn't raise. But it didn't matter. I mean, it does if the blade doesn't raise, you know, you can't use it. So, and they couldn't get the parts for it, and it was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I don't, yeah. That the nice thing about about this unit is that you know it's it's like a 2017. It's and it's the same saw that they make now. So you know, um, everything's manual. Everything's in perfect shape you know i can there's really not much to possibly right. go wrong i was i was just really scared about shipping that was my main my big concern was getting that thing from austin up here to south dakota you know and Did you worry you about put that the slide on or was it was it engaged he took he took the slide mechanism off of the off, saw yeah yeah it's, yeah and shipped so two two packages mm-hmm. shipped it that way um yeah it's just it's nerve-wracking because you don't know what's going on and those things yeah. you know unless you're going to do you know it's it's the the, the trade-off of you know you, you you could i suppose pay the pay the additional fees for like a one-way trip like it goes on to a truck and then it comes here like straight but i mean that's really not realistic as far as the economics of it so you know it goes on a truck it gets to a one location and then it to a depot and then it changes to another truck and then it gets to another one and then it changes to another truck and every time those things move on and off they're getting forklift Scary, on man. and off and it's just yeah yeah that's like my furniture like right. with Pl- like Plycon yeah. but it's if they never pick it up with a forklift at yeah all. but it's still scary what if a guy just trips sure. you know it's like crap but yeah it, it goes like probably three or four different trucks yeah. But uh, fortunately, everything everything worked, worked out. Worked out, huh? And it and it and I got it here, and it man, it's 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 wonderful. Um, and it works better than my one. <laughs> my one still needs to be tuned up. Yeah, I just need to find someone to help me out with it. It's sure still. I have a question dragging. for you. I was thinking about yours the other day because I've noticed a lot of sliders that the cross fence, the one that moves, is not ninety degrees 
to the rip fence a lot of times. They're slightly off. In other words, the rip fence oh. is open uh, in relation to the blade. Yeah. So, and they that they set them up like that for a, I guess, a safety issue. Yeah, I, so I slightly I, open. I unset that. So did you make <laughs> so, yours ninety? Yeah, it's ninety. So it was like that. Well, I mean, it it had all been taken apart. The fence was all off, you know. So, oh, and, so you and he was fence. using he was using a tiger fence, but I don't right. I don't after using that I don't um, for for my work I, I don't agree with it. I, I I want the thing to be ninety to the to the. Because um, if you square up a fence. panel, if you square up a panel and then you move you you move it over to the rip fence, and let's say you the know, operation is safe to where you can use the cross fence and the rip fence at the same time. When you get used not, to a, a slider, you can do that. You're and, not using it, though. You're not using the whole fence. You don't ride that panel along that whole fence, right? Okay, but you, here... Okay, so what if you're cutting parts that are... What if you're cross-cutting parts on the off the slider that are two inches wide, narrow... And you're also cutting parts that are 16 inches wide, so they're wider. The contact point on the rip fence is going to be different so if it's out of an always, a, at an angle. So my so fence, my they fence need to back, be 90. My fence backs way off. So, so the reason I don't do it 90. So a lot of times, if I'm ripping on, just using it as a ripper. Yeah. It's it's done a lot of the machines in Europe. The the fence just goes not all the way behind the back of the blade. Right. And so as you come through, it's coming off to the side. I, yeah. And I think the worst case scenario is, and the reason they do it, and you're talking like a thousandth or two thousand. I mean, it's, it's not small. much. No. And it's because if it's the other way, now you're binding. Well, right? yeah, I get now it you're not being the other the way, edge. but 90. But when, but when I use it, so when I have the fence set, like whether it's a small width or a wider width, I'm always contacting the edge towards the me place. at the same place. I get that. Yeah, and, and then that's cut. what but, you have but to I, do. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. and that's just something you have to kind of be aware of. Mind. Yeah, what what I ended up doing with mine is you know that when you get when you get new equipment or new to you equipment in the shop, there's always such a um, like a break in period where you're you're setting the machine up and you're trying to get everything dialed in. I've been, that's one of the things I've been, one of the things I've done this last year is just try to dial this newer equipment that I've gotten in, in. And right. I started off, you know, I, I gave him the, the benefit of the doubt, you know, I, because it's a 2007, he bought it new. Um, so it had all the manuals, it had everything. So I, gave them the benefit of the doubt to begin with and set everything up exactly the way the manuals said to set it up. All right. Set everything mm-hmm. up that way. It had the fence towed out, you know, towed away from the blade. So you wouldn't have a binding issue. Um, and I set it up that way to begin with and started using it and immediately did not like it. I, I, I it was, it was screwing stuff up. It was screwing stuff up when I was doing, when I was doing rips because that, that fence it's was failing. Yeah, it just it was it was screwing things up. So I just went to, I I went to what made sense to me, which was to and make that fence ninety to the um to, the to, to well to the blade and also to the, ninety to, to the, the cross fence to the cross fence, and that mm-hmm. took care of all those issues. But you know, I I was gonna I wasn't gonna just jump to that. I I didn't really have a lot of experience with the slider, um, right. so I. F- thought well i'll i'll start here and instead of instead of trying to outthink it um st- it start start with the recommendation to begin with and then and then adjust to what makes sense to me uh, right. which is what i did and it didn't take very long to figure that out it's just like no nope, that's, that's yeah that's probably a pretty good approach i i get their concern or or the reasoning behind it leaving it open like that but when you start using it then you start realizing that it could be better just square. So yeah, I got, that's I've how, never, that's how I've just never had problems with it. So, but I'm never I'm never riding along the whole length of that fence anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But you don't do a lot it. of. I think you don't a do lot of, a lot of sheet goods either. Um, no, and I think a lot that's of really people, where that, where that issue is. Where the that problem. Issue is well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll 
like those cabinets I do, but and, oh, I and your stuff do. isn't all that okay. accurate either. So it's all it's all bent shit out of whack. <laughs> but I I do notice though, like a lot of Americans use a slider, like they use a table saw, and so like a table saw fence, right? And they use it exact same way where. If you see most Europeans, they don't. Like, they, they slide they, it back yeah. out. And I think that's a lot of that issue. That yeah, and I... And I sli- but it's and what I, you get used to. And I slide it I slide it back out, too, you know? Right. I mean, it's... it's I, got, I, I did a video showing that one time. Some dude gave me shit. It's like, what are you doing? It's dangerous. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's not. actually <laughs> safer. more safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's one reason I like the Unifence, because you have that option. You have that option. Like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. That's a... Yeah, it works. It works. It works wonderfully. And and now that I've got the, um, you know, the Unisaw um, set up on the backside, and I got them all on that same plane. Boy, that's a that's a wonderful setup to have. <laughs> that's uh, to have the two saws, yeah, and they're that's and a they're, treat. Sh- yeah. they're sharing a they're sharing an outfeed, so they both act as the outfeed for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just nice and compact. And um, and I, man, I. I've used a, a cabinet saw, either a either a unisaw or a or a sixty six um powermatic my whole, you know, woodworking life. So it's kind of it'd be hard for me to give up give up a cab, cabinet saw. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't give I one up do it. for crap. There's no way. Yeah. Like definitely when it comes to date. Like sometimes it's just easy to go ripping on a cabinet saw. Yeah. But man, yeah. I I love the idea of being able to, you know, cut four by eight sheets or, or, um, just the, the accuracy of that, you know, being able to, oh, this, this last thing that I did where I was like doing a frame around, a an existing, um, ply panel and it was, it was pyramided on the top and I was creating this like two inch wide frame around it and it had the angles and you could, you could use the slider and tip the tip the blade over and and cut those instead of using like a like a miter saw. It was just it just worked wonderfully. Yeah, or super. or straight line some yeah. some lumber, some yeah, uh, all, all kinds of applications. And glue glue yeah. ready joints right off the yeah. right off yep. the table saw. Yep, yeah, they're 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 nice. nice I mean, it's have. it's a don't get me wrong, it's a it's a total luxury item. I mean, you can certainly certainly do. You know, you could certainly work your entire career without ever having a sliding table saw, but um, I don't know. One man shop. Yeah. It's definitely if you're using a lot of plywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and that's what that's what I was looking that's, at. Was was and that, I hate breaking down pl- even, but you got to have room too. Like I, I got that slider because of those record consoles I do the sure. the line ones. But even this time round, I'm not doing it. I I I, it's getting veneered in dallas and then it goes from dallas and it goes to uh the cnc guy yeah and he and then i get the parts because my I, I just breaking down sheets in mm-hmm. my shop is a pain yeah. definitely when i've got other projects going on um, yeah you're constantly moving stuff around sure oh man that's just like mm-hmm. good lord yeah that's that's cool we'll have to talk about that on the next on the next one that oh, that, yeah, that yeah. whole deal with the with your um custom Ply layups. Made up ply. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Best money I've ever spent. Being right, man. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a great find for you and be super helpful moving forward on, on the different projects. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. But it looks like we're cool. about at an hour, so we should probably – kind of hard to condense – however many months <laughs> into, right. into this but yeah we're, we're we're really excited about being back and you know hoping to some guests on again um and and kind of get back to to doing the podcast we all we all missed it a lot when we weren't having it um and we would talk to each other and say wow well, we got to get this going we got to get this going and 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 we we tried a couple of times we tried a couple of different couple of different audio things and some things failed and and then that was just you know it's just disappointing and try to get the thing back up and going but i think i think we've done it now so we're gonna try to try to swing again potential potential guests are gonna be like you know what i'll i'm gonna wait till you're in a 10 15 podcast before <laughs> before right. i'm on we should we should have uh craig craig back 
Oh yeah, we only came back because Craig kept bugging us. He's like, "When are you guys coming back? I'm lonely." <laughs> yeah, it's always fun, man. It's always cool to see what what he's working on. Holy smokes, oh, yeah. just so so cool. Next level. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and 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 just like everybody else, I mean, there's so many so many cool people doing so much cool work out there. Just it's I don't know. That's always kind of the funnest one of the funnest parts of of the podcast is just having you know different different folks on and and getting mm-hmm. to hear from them so we're hoping to hoping to get back at it but yes sir but for now i guess we'll we'll leave everybody alone so <laughs> ramon you want to you want to get us out yeah you bet thank you all tons for tuning in to this episode of woodworkers podcast we always appreciate it we're glad to be back. If you have any questions about this show or suggestions for topics for future shows, shoot us an email, and that's at info at woodworkerspodcast.com. And so, on behalf of Ben Brunick, Philip Morley, I am Ramon Valdez, and we'll catch you right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a ton, guys. Peace. Thank you. Peace yeah, out. yeah. Catch you guys. <laughs>